If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to a Sunday morning edition of The Sweat. You are there. We are here. I am Emerson Latia. This is Josh Applebaum. You're watching us on DraftKings Network or vSEN or listening on your radios around the world. We are so damn happy to have you here as we kick off an exciting Sunday ahead, an exciting show ahead. How you doing? Oh, yeah, I'm doing good. How you doing, buddy? I'm, I'm doing wonderful. Let's actually. get after it. Okay, indubitably. <laughs> here we go. Here's a little tease, nice little fancy graphic for you. Tell you what's coming up in this show. Jared Caravas, not one, but two blocks talking baseball because spring training is underway. Big storylines we will tackle, which teams he likes, which teams he does not like. Maybe one of those teams he does not like is in New York, which is cooking today with the stadium series on the ice. And then football is life. Champions League bets, Premier League, a big, big star potentially on the move. And also the messy impact we're seeing in the Major League Soccer odds department. But right now, some of those were futures. Let's go ahead and break out that big, beefy crystal ball of yours, Josh, as we see the future. We're looking into the future, which, yes, that means we are talking futures now. And let's start with a Major League Baseball win total you like. Which team are you targeting and why? I'm targeting the Arizona Diamondbacks over 83 and a half wins. Oh. By the way, Emerson, baseball is in the air. Can you smell it? I the can smell, smell the it. The cut grass, I bazooka gum. I mean, the, yeah. The sound of that ball hitting the, the leather of the glove, the crack of the bat, the glizzies in the air. Oh, tubed meat. There's nothing better, man. I there love it. I love it. better. But aside from that, Emerson, okay. I'm excited about baseball. <laughs> but I would just say when it comes to futures, we're going to hit on a bunch of different sports here. Just remember when you're betting futures, you got to have patience. These are not going to pay off for you in a day, a month. It's going to take multiple months. Yeah. But I think the, the season's the thing, 10 months long or whatever. Exactly. Too it many damn games. <laughs> it takes forever. But I think the good thing about futures is I look at them as bankroll builders, Emerson. You're not going to get paid immediately. But in the process of betting a future, you're going to do research that might help you down the road. You're going to okay. learn more about these teams because you put in a little legwork, might help you win a bet down the road. Uh, but also, you got to have the liquidity to bet futures. Like, don't bet a million futures, Emerson. You put 100 bucks in your account, you spend 90 bucks on futures, then you only have 10 bucks left to bet all the other games. So mm-hmm. just be selective. Try to pick off the plays that you think have the most value. So to me, when I'm looking at the DraftKings card for all these win totals in MLB, 
The D-backs really jumped out to what, me. What number is this at? So this is 83 and a half wins. I'm That's saying. a low number for the defending National League champion, it seems like. It. it seems like that to me, too, and the analytics agree. I mean, can they win you 84 games this year? I think it's definitely doable. First thing I notice is the over is juiced up, minus 120. So when you're betting futures as well, you got to remember, these can move at any point. So maybe it rises up to 84. If they end up going, you know, 84 and 78, then you're going to be glad you got the 83 and a half early. If you get it late, you know, you could uh, get a bad number and push. If it goes to 84 and a half, you could lose if you get a bad number yeah. there. So whole point being, Emerson, to me, the D-backs are the play, not just from a uh, standpoint of last year building into this year, but what have these teams done in the offseason? You have to ask yourself, uh, how did they play, and then what did they do to make their team better or worse? I think the D-backs only got better. They went 84 and 78 last year. You mentioned they, they reached the World Series, didn't win it, but proved a lot that they're a contender and they have a good culture. They have good management and coaching from Tori Lovello, but it's really about what they did in the offseason that makes okay. me like them, Emerson. They went out and got Jock Peterson. This is a big bat here mm-hmm. in the middle of their lineup, big lefty hitter. They brought in Eugenio Suarez. Mm-hmm. This guy, he's, to me, underrated. He drops 30 homers every single year, adding him to your lineup. Remember, they had Evan Longoria last year, great player, but a little bit older and really doesn't give you the production anymore. Erod now? Erod. You add him to a good rotation here with Zach Gallen, Kelly, and I can't pronounce this kid's name, Fott, P-F-A-A-D-T. Uh, Guriel Jr.'s back? Guriel Jr., Gabriel Moreno, Corbin Carroll, and you have a really good bullpen. So we just kind of put together a really good roster here, improved it over the offseason. I think you can build on... Uh, the momentum and kind of the confidence that you exuded last year from going deep in the playoffs. But here's the kicker, Emerson. Okay. We're going to get a little analytical. Are you ready to get analytical This is you, Mr. Analytics, Mr. Systems, Systems of a Down. I'm Systems, Apple picking, whatever you want to call it, Emerson. But (laughs) Pocota, the Pocota baseball perspective projection. Say that 10 times fast. Nope, I will not. I've never heard of it. (laughs) This is, you don't have to, I I don't change, I don't, um, uh, I'm not mad at you for not hearing it. It's kind of an under the radar thing. But the sabermetric nerds love this. Pocota is very accurate. It's almost like the Ken Palm of college basketball. Pocota is projecting 85.2 wins for the D-backs. So if we built the case that their roster is better, they can build on last year, and the number one nerd site in baseball has them winning 85.2 games, give me that over 83 and a half. Let's get 84 or more. Go D-backs. Yeah, and it's crazy. They actually had a negative run differential last year. I know they got to play the Dodgers a bunch, but kind of like them to grab a wild card spot, especially with the Giants and Padres really failing to get better. Let's move to our next sport as we look into the future here. College basketball, and you're leaning towards a repeat champion on the men's side? I am. I'm going UConn, Emerson. What? This is chalky. I know people are like, oh, you're just taking the yeah, favorite. Yeah, this is all this here? guy does. T- totally understand. But I think there's a reason to play this number right now. Number one, they're plus 650. So if UConn can win it again this year, you bet 100 bucks, you're going to get your 100 back, and you're going to get 650. To me, that's a pretty good number. To make the final four, you can consider them there at plus 145. I know it's chalky, but you have the experience of last year. You have the coaching of Dan Hurley, who's been great. Ken Palm has them as the third-ranked overall team in the country based on the analytics. But Emerson, who's above UConn, you, you might ask? Talk to me. Houston is one. Purdue is two. Houston, great story. They can never get it done when it matters. And Purdue is a choker. And they can prove me wrong. Maybe they'll win it all with Zach Eady yeah. this year. They might also lose to a 16 Ju- Julian, season. Julian yeah. said multiple times in this show, too. Choker. Exactly. So I want nothing to do with those teams. UConn is uh, third in offensive efficiency. They're 16th in defensive efficiency. There's a stat out there that I think the last, like, 10 championship winners were top 20 in both offense-defense. They have a balanced attack. Five guys are scoring in double figures. they got a great star player. You need your star player to lead you in the tournament. That's Tristan Newton. And they have a guy, Klingon. Uh, this guy's, like, 12 feet tall. He's going to be great there in the postseason. Yeah. So I know it's chalky, but I'm going to take UConn plus 650. And here's the other thing, Emerson. Maybe they make the Final Four. Maybe you can hedge against them. I just want to lock in this number now because I think it's only going to fall even further. Yeah, and I know they retooled like overnight after losing a couple guys to the NBA draft. I think they have four dudes right now averaging 13 points a game. Like, that's absolutely insane. If there was a year to to back a repeat champion, this kind of feels like it's it. But big dance. We know anything can happen. NBA, what are you looking at? Take us into the future. Yeah, so we were talking earlier, getting ready for the show, and there's an award that you may not know about, Emerson. I what just showed this to you. What I mean, is it? It's a, it's a one that you may not expect. What we all it? know we can bet on MVP, uh, Rookie of the Year. Wembenyama's a big favorite right now. Jokic, MVP. Sixth Man of the Year. Sixth Man, all <laughs> Coach of the Year. But there's another award on the DraftKings book that you may not know about. It is the Clutch Player Award. Ah, so you again, get my vote for this. Thanks, man. Appreciate yeah, it, buddy. You're and you're going to be coach of the year or star of the year, I would Thank say, you. for the DraftKings sweat show. But anyway, clutch player of the year, Steph Curry, hitting him right now. He's minus 150. Now, Damon Lillard was the favorite for this for much of the year. Clutch player, I don't totally know the fine print or what makes you win clutch player, but to me, Emerson, it's 
Do you make shots, help your team win in the last two minutes? Yeah. Or do you, do the, you hit buzzer beaters? Do you yeah. help the, Buc- the Bucks just aren't winning right now either. They're not winning. They're only getting worse. They're terrible yeah. ATS. And Steph Curry keeps hitting these game winners. He did it like a week ago. Uh, and if you look at his numbers, I mean, he's getting up there in age, but he's only getting better, aging like a fine wine. So to me, it's a wide gap uh, between him and the next available guy, which would be Damian Lillard at plus 550. With Curry playing great, only getting better as the season goes on, uh, and hitting clutch threes to win games. This is a kind of a sneaky award, but I'm locking in Curry right now at minus 150, clutch player of the year. He's getting absolutely hot now at the right time and just continues to rewrite the history books when it comes to three-point shooting, best shooter in NBA history right now. Let's go to the ice, shall we? And we've got a much more in-depth NHL segment coming up, but in terms of futures, what is the NHL one you have your eyes on? Kind of bedad. Oh, going you pushed this yes. months ago as one of your warm-up bets. You pay attention to what I say. Thank uh, you. Every once in a the while. The wife doesn't listen to a word I say. That's yeah, fine. Well, but, join the hey, club. Exactly. I know, you're, I know you're new to it, but mine hasn't been listening to me for 11 years. But our dogs listen to us. That's all that matters, yeah, right? They, they love us, and they always listen to us. Anyway, I did push Badad earlier in the year. I think he was his, uh, like almost like a coin flip. He was like maybe minus 120 uh-huh. at the time. He got hurt, Emerson. Uh, He broke his jaw. He was out for a while. Yeah, he was out for 14 games. Exactly. And at one point, I think he got as high as, like, I want to say, like, minus 300, minus 400. He gets hurt. The line comes back down to you. So if you've been waiting to get in on Bedard, he just came back the other day. He did have an assist. He's healthy now. Hopefully he'll stay healthy. To me, now is the time to play him if you haven't played him uh, yet. Or you could consider doubling down and bet this number again. It's minus 260. Now, it is a little bit high. You risk uh, 260 to win 100. Obviously, it's not the most you know greatest value play of the world. But to me, it's a bet not only on Bedard being healthy and playing well down the stretch. It's also, you know, who's his competition? There's really no one even close to him. Uh, so to me, now that he's healthy, he's back in the lineup. He's going to put up numbers for you. No one is even close. The minus 260 feels high. But if he's healthy and stays healthy and, you know, he gets to uh, put up points here, that minus 260 is probably minus 360. 460, 560, then it's off the board. So been waiting for an opportunity to bet uh, Connor Bedard. I think now is the time to hit him. All right, we'll wrap up our Seeing the Future segment here with the NFL. You're looking at a win total. There's only two currently you can bet on the DK Sportsbook. The others will come out later down the road this summer. Hopefully, what do you have? Going Chiefs over 10.5 wins, Emerson. This is a play. uh, They've treated us very well here recently, betting on them through the playoffs. Uh, obviously taking a conviction play in the Super Bowl with them coming through. If you look at the win total, again, there's only two up right now. Here's the thing. It's going to tie up your bankroll for a very long time. So you got to be able to, you know, kind of offset this number and wait six, seven, eight months for this to cash. But the 10 and a half over is minus 145, very juiced up to the over. This is the type of play where if you give it a while, maybe it gets to 11, maybe you miss that good number. But my angle here, Emerson, is that uh, they're only going to get better next year. I mean, this was the year to me where they hit the speed bump of, you know, no Tyree kill. You have all these young receivers. They struggled a bit offensively. And what did they do? They put it together at the end of the year. So now that you're going to have a full off season with guys like uh, Rashi Rice and these young receivers. Yeah, they may go out and grab a few guys too, which could impact the win total. Exactly. Maybe it goes up to 11. Yeah. So I, I would lock this in now. They went 11-6 and six last year. So are they the same, if not better? I think they are. Okay. They have a great defense. And again, I'd sprinkle plus 650 to win another Super Bowl. You know who's better now than they were earlier in the season? That would be the Oilers. So Connor McDavid putting this team on his back like Jan Sport, the cup favorites. How the hell have they been able to turn this season around? We'll talk about it next. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The sweat has returned to your screen, and so has the dynamic NHL.com duo. Anna Dua, Pete Jensen, top of the Sunday morning to both of you. Big, big Sunday in the Hockey World Stadium Series continuing today. So Rangers and Islanders here. But first, especially with what a fashionista that Anna is, I'd like to talk about these sweaters here for a minute. So we saw Philly and the Devils yesterday in theirs, but... When these things were released a few weeks ago, I really think the consensus was the best of the bunch, absolutely the Rangers, and then the absolute worst, the Islanders here. So I'd like to get your thoughts on this one, Anna. Please take us inside that fashionista brain of yours. I like the Rangers ones. I think they're really clean. They look really nice. They're great for an outdoor game. I'm going to be a little bit biased here and give a (laughs) shout out to the Devils as well. I love the Devils ones. Uh, They just look really good. Love that red. Love that black. I think it really stands out. Phillies is pretty decent as well. It kind of looks like their normal jerseys just a tad, but... I'll give the Islanders some credit. You can really see the logo from far away in the very last seats of MetLife. So you'll be able to tell who they are from very, very far away. But when I first saw it, I thought they kind of looked like the Edmonton Oilers jerseys. But you know what? I'm just in a positive mood. So I'll say they're all great. You really are. You really are. You are absolutely vibing this morning. Pete, rank them one to four for me real quick, please. What do you have one? Actually, start at four. Build up. (laughs) Who's four? Uh, I'll say Islanders four. Okay. I'll say I'll say Flyers one because I feel like it's Whoa. just like a clean, simple trademark okay. Flyers logo. I, I just I love it. I can't wait to see Sean Couturier wearing the C with that logo after he was named the captain this mm-hmm. week. And then yeah, of course the Rangers one is super clean. You saw a lot of different uh, celebrities at the Ooh. Garden with the doing well. Uh, Brunson having it, Larry David, right? They're all on yep. board with the Rangers cup chances this year. But again, the color scheme for the Islanders jersey, I will say I love that. I love the orange and the dark okay. blue. So, uh, and yeah, I feel like for outdoor games, I remember uh, the Sharks logo and jersey a few yep. years ago when they played at the Niners stadium. Like the letters were huge and everything was huge. It's it's part of the thing. So some of these uh, play-by-play guys out there can see the the numbers and stuff like that, right? Yeah, for sure. And then the Rangers guys, in terms of like on-ice production here, just dominating the Metro. Seven-point advantage like over the Hurricanes and Islanders trailing the Rangers by a whopping 16 points. So they're going to need a win here to kind of slice into that deficit. Who has the edge in this one? And why is it the Rangers, Anna? Um, you set me up really well. They won six in a row. I don't know if maybe that means that streak's going to come to an end. I don't think so. The team is tearing it up right now. Chris Kreider's doing really well. He's got four goals in his last four games. Uh, Artemi Panarin has been underrated. I don't know. He's underrated year after year, despite being such a great player. Other guys are picking up the pace too. Capo Caco, Jimmy VC, some guys like that who are depth forwards for the Rangers are doing well. And for the Island, it's kind of like Matt Barzell made the all-star game. He's picking it up a little bit. It's Noah Dobson pretty much in terms of skaters. And that's kind of it. So I'm rocking with the Rangers right now. Okay. So Pete, like, I think we can all expect the Islanders to bring their best like today in the stadium series, but will it be enough against the surging Rangers team? 
I think the Islanders are going to win this game. I think that they have a lot more offensive punch than when they played the Rangers at the previous outdoor game at Yankee stadium. They're 10, five and Oh, against the Rangers over the past four seasons combined. So, and a lot of those games they've won at the garden over the years where they've kind of just like locked down on them and clamped down a little bit. And again, with what they have rocking with Patrick Wobb, they've earned a point in five of his first eight games, including some tough victories at Toronto they beat Dallas in that stretch. You know, I feel like they have the juice right now and the extra motivation. These teams haven't played each other yet this year. So what better time for the Islanders to make a statement here? Yeah, for sure. And, and as for some other stories here, guys, that we may have missed on the sweat because we've been so focused on football the past few weeks. It feels like the last time we spoke, Pete, the Oilers were off to this rancid start. They were way back in the standings. And now, for crying out loud, on the DraftKings Sportsbook, they're cup favorites. How the hell have they turned this thing around? Yeah, I feel like their style of play has shifted to something we're not used to seeing uh, from them. Since January 1st, they're top six in the league in shots on goal allowed, you know, so that's uh, they're not allowing very many. And obviously, their offense is still clicking. The power play has been dynamic. But in general, I think they're third are tied for second few as goals allowed in that stretch as well. So we've seen Stuart Skinner turn his season around and you don't know what this team is going to do. Are they going to address the backup goaltending? Are they going to address secondary scoring at the deadline or maybe even their defense? But it's good at least to see some of these different guys on the blue line. Obviously they traded away Tyson Barry last year. So all Matias Ekholm and nurse and Evan Bouchard's having a career year on defense. So you know, it's a different dynamic that they're bringing. Maybe it'll end in a different result in the yeah. playoffs. We all know this team could go pretty deep. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's kind of been like the monkey on, on their back. And it's like them getting to the playoffs and actually doing something. Like long ago, it was like a pipe dream for them just to really make the playoffs. Now it's up to Dreisaitl and McDavid to get them there and also do something special this time around. Can they actually do it this year? Guys, I just want Canada to win a Stanley Cup <laughs> in my lifetime. Please, God, if the Edmonton Oilers do it, I mean, they're the favorites in Canada, I guess, to actually get it done. They have the best players in the world in terms of their forwards. Their team is looking pretty decent. Stuart Skinner, as Pete mentioned, turned it around. Coaching change bump. Everything's going well for this team. But I, I need to, like, touch wood. I don't want to <laughs> jinx it, guys. But they're looking pretty decent right now. I mean, in terms of cup odds on the DK Sportsbook, too, we just said the Oilers are the favorite. You know who's right behind them? That would be the Florida Panthers, who are on this similar cooking hot streak of a run. 15-3-2 since December 23rd. They're on the right track, it feels like, to head back to the Cup. Anna, can you tell me why the Panthers can make it back there? Because it does feel like they just have this top-notch play. They're physical. they got superior goaltending here. And then the scoring depth is top-notch in the league as well. It is. They're looking pretty decent right now. Do you think they can make it back to the cup final? I don't know. The East is just so tough. In hockey, as soon as the playoffs start, the regular season is erased and long yep. gone. The Panthers were the last team in last year, and they made it all the way to the finish line this year in the East. It's really tough out there, guys. Like, the Metro has really solid options. Teams that have star players like Jack Hughes and the New Jersey Devils aren't even in a playoff spot. Mm-hmm. So when all is said and done, I feel like there's just a gauntlet out East and the Florida Panthers might be the odd one out because they don't have the same level of star power as a Toronto Maple Leafs or a Boston Bruins or a a Tampa Bay Lightning where each of those teams have players who are like top five in the league in scoring right now. Pete, what do you think about that? No, I get it. Like Florida can beat anybody home or road, but in a seven-game series, like you don't know how consistent Pabrowski is going to be. He's aced it. I mean, the playoffs last year and so far this year, he's been a top five goalie. So maybe that concern has been quieted a little bit. But to me, it's like their defense. Are we going to see the best of Ekblad and Montour and those types of guys? They missed the start of the season. In my opinion, I don't think that they've been as good as they were last year or two years ago offensively. So that's one thing I'm looking to hopefully see a little bit better from Florida down the stretch and heading into the postseason. But their metrics do check out mm-hmm. and like top team in shots on goal per game, second fewest shots allowed per game, second in possession and shot attempts percentage. So those are the stats that like always translate well to the playoffs. So 
they're they're probably looking the best right now. Curious to see what some of these other teams do at the trade deadline to increase their chances here. Yeah, for sure. I think that's coming up, what, March 8th, I believe the trade deadline is. All right, so I got two minutes to go in this segment here, guys. Second half storyline you're really looking forward to the most here down the stretch, Pete. I'm excited to see if the Detroit Red Wings can find a little consistency. Now they have Patrick Kane back uh, from injury. They haven't had a lot of these different guys healthy at the same time. I know that they've been playing some higher scoring games lately and getting lit up a little bit, but Alex Lyon, I like, I like cider on the blue line. I like some of these different guys to bring it uh, off season mover. So I'm just curious to see if this team, you know, now that they're all healthy at the right time, can they end that playoff drought? And yeah. of course, if that's the case and they get in, somebody's going to be left out, whether it's Tampa Bay or the Islanders or, you know, the Flyers or someone out the Devils. I mean, the Devils were a preseason top five cup contender. Now they may not even make the playoffs. That's how deep we are in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, and I know you seem a little nervous when he says that. The Devils were making the playoffs, guys. He didn't even give the Devils a shout out in his jersey rankings. I was waiting for him to get to the Devils for the stadium series. Yeah, he just, just ignored it. Ignored them. I know. He's being a hater right now. The Devils are making the playoffs. But if I'm looking at a second half storyline that I'm focusing on, for me, it's got to be whether Austin Matthews hit 70 goals this year or not. That's never happened in my lifetime either. He just had another hat trick recently, five on the year. It seems like he's almost at a goal per game pace, which is insane. And I I wonder if he maintains it. He'd be just shy of 70 right now. Yeah. So it's just teeing back and forth. I wonder if he gets it done. Damn, no player scored 70 in a season since the 92-93 campaign in the NHL. It was great spending some of our Sunday morning with you two. Thanks so much. Uh, enjoy the stadium series. Be safe out there. Coming up after this break, football is life. Champions League bets. Premier League bets and a big star on the move. The Champions League round of 16 starting on Tuesday coming up. For fans over here who maybe some of them jumping in for the first time, seeing it on CBS, everything they're talking about, as we get to this stage now, what should people be looking for? What are you most excited to see coming up in this round of 16? Well, it's different. Obviously, you have the group stages before where you need to qualify, obviously, to go to the knockout stages and Knockout stages are like playoffs. Mm -hmm. you, you win or go home. Yeah. That's basically what it is. So you always have great entertainment because you have two games. So you have the first leg and the return leg, right? And then on the first leg, you try to see and assess what's happening. But then the return leg, if you're two goals down, you have to score three. So it makes it very interesting because the team will open up and it will make it, will make it a, a, a great game right from the start. Um, then I'm, I'm not going to go too much into details about the tactic because it's, it might be too early for that for some people that don't understand the game. But that's what it is. You know, when you go into the knockout stages, it's just it's playoff times. And your team Arsenal are in there? Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's yeah, talk yeah. about so, them. You know, for a very long time, we, we've we been waiting to be back in the Champions League and trying to perform. Obviously, we're playing Porto. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't want to jinx it. You know, it's kind of weird because for a little while, I didn't have Arsenal in the, in the Champions League, so I was kind of okay. I was watching the games, not 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 you know being nervous. Now they're back in. It's going to be a tricky tie against against Porto. But like I said, you know, the I said it before, obviously before we we came to see you here. The game that I'm more excited to see is 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 uh, Inter against Atletico. Not so much because of the entertainment, but as a as a coach, I like to see also the game tactically. And I think that the Inter game against Atletico will be will be a great tactic battle. That's the crew of Champions League today on CBS hanging out with Gojo at the Super Bowl. Yes, European soccer's biggest annual tournament is back with the round of 16 taking center stage right now. Thierry Henry, you got to love to hear that. Dolce Chinme Vedia, he's feeling arsenal right now, dude. Huh? Look at the smile on your face. Look, I think a lot of Arsenal fans are excited about the way this team is trending, especially with the draw that they got. Uh, Porto, not exactly a top-tier side when you come to, to the Champions League and see some of these other competitions and some of these other teams that are that are playing in those competitions. Porto is probably one of the more favorable draws for an Arsenal team that has, let's, you know, let's be real, they have not done well 
in the Champions League. They have historically not performed well in this competition. So I think going to Porto for the first leg in the round of 16 is a great opportunity for Arsenal to, to start out well in this competition in the round of 16. And I would back them as minus 135 favorites right now on the money line at DraftKings Sportsbook. Okay, would you back them as, let's say, winning at all? Well, you'll have to look at how the draw shakes out okay. for the quarterfinal round. But Bayern is already looking pretty shaky after dropping that game against Lazio. We know PSG's struggles in the Champions League. They haven't done well. Arsenal have historically also not done well. Uh, I actually think Real Madrid at plus 450 right now is probably the best bet. Real Madrid have powered through some big injuries. They should be getting a lot of their key players back as the Champions League starts to wind down. Again, you have about a month in between these games, between these round of 16 games, and then once again, the quarterfinals. It's about a month in between, and that gives Real Madrid plenty of time to recover and get some of these key players back, especially on the back line. Uh, so I like Real Madrid at plus 450 if you're asking me to take somebody right now uh, as the winner. But again, you you always have to look at how the draw shakes out because yeah. if Real Madrid gets Manchester City in the quarterfinal, it could really be anybody's game there. For sure. I know you've already mentioned uh, you are leaning towards Arsenal for that next match. There were two games last week. There are four coming up this week between Tuesday and Wednesday. What is your best bet going to be there? I think you always look at which team has a talent advantage coupled with which team doesn't really have much to fight for in their domestic league. So I really like Dortmund. They're going to PSV as plus 215 money line underdogs. And Dortmund in the Bundesliga have not really done that well. And they don't really have that much to play for in the Bundesliga. So they're really going to focus on Champions League play. And they know that this first leg is where they can really set the tone against a side that is not as good as they are on their best day. So I like Dortmund plus 215 underdogs. I think that's a really strong play. Also, Atletico Madrid going to Inter Milan. I don't know that Atletico can win that game just because of the way they play, but I do think that they can escape with at least a draw. So if you like Atletico, double chance. It's minus 105. I do think eventually that will get to plus money if you want to wait on that with the way injury reports come out late. So that could be something to also look for. But I like Dortmund and Atleti uh, going on the road in the first leg of the round of 16. And you've mentioned PSG already. You've mentioned Real Madrid already. There's the news of Mbappe leaving PSG here when his contract expires at the end of the season. Reports are that he would be leaning towards joining Real Madrid. Chin May, how much more interesting does PSG's next match now become on March 5th? Well, Mbappe came back for this most recent game uh, after suffering an injury, and they thought that he might not play in this game, but he has been fit. And to his credit, he's playing out his contract and, and playing well. So uh, you really can't complain about the way he's handled this. PSG have not surrounded him with top-tier talent like they probably promised him they would. And he has always leaned towards Real Madrid. PSG have played a delicate balance between keeping him and getting the most value back for him when he when he does eventually jump to Real Madrid, which he said he was going to do. And this is his time where he has a chance to do so without any constraints and without PSG signing off. And he's probably going to take it. We'll see if any other clubs jump in to bid for him. I'm sure there will be plenty of interested parties with a talent like Mbappe. But for right now, it looks like he's going to play out this season. We'll see if PSG can make the most of this Champions League run because they're pretty solid in domestic play. They have that title pretty much locked up. So we'll see if they can make the most of this run with Mbappe. But after that, it looks like it's back to the drawing board for PSG and the beat goes on for Real Madrid. They'll probably land another superstar. And the Premier League's cooking right now. We got a three-way title race between Arsenal, Liverpool, and, and Man City here. Uh, tell us what we miss in the EPL since really we've been so dialed into the NFL the past few months. I think the title race is huge only because it is three legitimate teams now. Uh, normally at this point in the season, you see two teams separate themselves. Manchester City still has a game in hand on Arsenal and Liverpool, but they still have to play uh, Arsenal and Liverpool. And then you have Aston Villa contending for a Champions League spot. And, you know, they're going to play Arsenal again. Arsenal has a game against Man City, a game against Aston Villa. They also have the North London Derby which is always a tough challenge. So Arsenal don't really exactly have an easy schedule. And even the relegation battle 
is heating up, which we'll get to here in a minute. But Everton, once again, fighting relegation. Uh, Luton Town trying to stay uh, in the Premier League for another season. So there are some big storylines coming up uh, as we wind down Premier League. But I really think the three-team title race is what's going to get the most attention because normally at this point, it's two teams uh, fighting for the championship. What about your favorite bet in the EPL this week? So we got a couple games today, one tomorrow, another Tuesday, another Wednesday. What do you got? I think my favorite bet is, is Everton minus 140 on the money line at home against Crystal Palace. They just played Crystal Palace twice in the FA Cup. One was a replay. Uh, one was a draw, which which led to the replay, and they won the replay, I believe. And they beat Crystal Palace at Sellers Park earlier this season. This is one of those games where Everton, they always seem to pull out one win late in the season uh, to get to stay in the Premier League. Uh, this is not that late in the season. I think the last few years, it's been like the last one or two matches where they've done it. But I'm channeling my inner AJ here and uh, going with Everton on the money line to uh, to get a win and, and you know, get those crucial three points against a team that has been struggling and has had some trouble against Everton recently. And of course, Jinmei, MLS right around the corner. We saw last year Messi nearly carried a bottom-dwelling Miami team to the postseason. They're favored to win the Eastern Conference here at plus 180. I don't know if I've ever seen a team position outside of the playoffs so late in the season tabbed as favorites to win the championship, for crying out loud. So where does Miami land on your list of MLS futures? That's the power of Lionel Messi, yep. who is the best player in MLS by far. I don't think there's really any debate as to who is going to be the best player in this league as long as Messi can stay healthy. As far as Inter-Miami goes, look, this is about winning the whole thing. And the important thing to remember here is that this is not about who finishes the season on top of the table. There's the MLS Cup playoffs to be had, which is where Inter-Miami would then have to go knock off several teams in a row. I actually think the value is on the other side in the Western Conference with LAFC who have gone to the last two MLS Cup finals. I think LAFC to win the West at plus 300 and then to win the Cup at plus 800 offers more value than Inter-Miami because even though Messi did carry them late in the season, he, he did uh, get injured late and they did drop off. Eventually, even with him in the lineup, they dropped off. They didn't have a single win in their last eight matches to finish the season. So maybe... There's a lot of steam for Inter-Miami right now, and they start off the season strong. All right, Chimay, it was good catching up with you. We didn't even get to talk World Cup here, but, baby, it's coming to America in two years, so we've got some time. We're throwing on our pro wrestling gear coming up. Steve's going to go one-on-one with an AEW superstar when the sweat returns. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. Back here on the sweat, everybody. Guess which betting markets are live on the DraftKings Sportsbook right now? Oscars! Let's go! It's in about three weeks from now, Sunday, March 10th. Best picture, everybody. That's a big one, I'm told. Oppenheimer... Big favorite here, minus 900. Josh, you've seen this movie. I haven't seen it because it's seven hours long, and I know history, and I know what happens in the movie. You really think it deserves to be that big of a favorite? Excellent movie. I would highly recommend it. Uh, minus 900, though, too expensive, Emerson. Too expensive? It's not worth betting. Okay. Too much. All right, well, speaking of too expensive, Christopher Nolan's minus 10,000 for <laughs> best director here. Hey, you got 10,000 bucks? Throw it down on him. You'll probably win $100 in return because... It's set. This movie did tons of box office records, right? Which is why he's in this position. Exactly. Great screenplay, great writing, uh, awesome movie. Let's go to actor, actress here. So we'll start with best actor. My God, Oppenheimer is freaking everywhere. More bettable number though, Emerson. Killian Murphy, only minus 280. All right, here's where I like best actress, Emma Stone. She's like an Academy darling here. She won for La La Land, was that back five, six years ago, whenever the hell that was, minus 165. But we were talking off camera a little bit. Lily Gladstone here could become the first Native American to win an Oscar, so maybe that's where the Academy decides to go here. Real quick, Emerson, hit visuals. Visuals. And then we're going to go to makeup and costume right here. Maestro, minus 330. No such thing as a lock in sports betting. That's a lock right there. Leonard Bernstein, incredible. You're not supposed to say say lock. So anywho, speaking of acting, we have Steve Buchanan, who got to catch up with an AEW superstar during his time at the Super Bowl last week. Check this out. Welcome back here. I am so incredibly excited to be joined by Anthony Bowens, one half of the acclaimed, one third. I was about to say one third. AEW World Trios champion. My man, it is so great to have you on the show here with DraftKings. Thank you for joining us here. Thank you First for and foremost, uh, you've already said you've had a busy day here. Vegas, in or out on Vegas? So actually, I had an epiphany this morning. Okay. Because... <laughs> I was very much out. Okay. I, we go to Vegas every year for Double or Nothing, which is fantastic. It's great. Um, but a week in Vegas is, it, it, oh, I can't do it anymore. No, man. I can't do it anymore. It's three-day max. Yes. And then they told me, oh, you're going to be here from Sunday to Monday. I said, oh, my Lord. Like, what am I going to do to it's, get through this? It's a lot. But I was driving to the, or I was in the Uber to the gym this morning, yeah. and I started looking around. I drove past the T-Mobile Arena. I was like, oh, I wrestled in that building. And then I looked at the MGM Grand. I was like, my face was on that marquee. Yeah, and then I realized how lucky I am to be in like the, one of the entertainment capitals of the world, and yep. to have all those kinds of experiences. I'm very lucky uh, to be on this journey. So I'm glad you brought that up here because let's talk about your journey here. Because primarily when you started, you were kind of hanging in the Northeast territories for a while, correct? Yes. How does it feel to like come back here? Because like you know, yesterday Tony Khan made the big announcement. We're going to do big business in Boston, where I'm from. So I'm really excited about that. How does it feel to kind of come back there and be on those bigger stages at like a TD Garden in Boston? It's amazing, especially when the place is packed out. You know, sure. you got that live audience. It's insane. And then we had Wembley uh, Stadium yep. in, the, in the UK back in August. Over 81,000 people won these yep. in front of over 81,000 people. There's nothing like that adrenaline being in front of an audience. And um, the AEW crowds are always very special. They're always very loud. They're very passionate right. fan base. Um, I, it's my, my high point of the week getting out there, you know? So you've been with AEW. It's going to be four years, I believe, this year. It's yes. Gonna be that you're with AEW. Just kind of go through, what are some of, like, your favorite matches that you've been through? Like, if I had an opinion, when you guys faced um, Swerve in Your Glory at All Out, I think it was two years ago. Yes. That was an unbelievable match. What's something that you really liked? That match was special to me. Um, there's so many of them. I mean, that one, obviously, because that was what really launched us in Chicago. Yes. That Chicago crowd was insane with those Susan yeah, McDaddy yeah, yeah. chants. Um, Wembley was, in, it was insane. I really enjoyed the dumpster match. 
Of course. Against, yes. against the guns, which, uh, you know, we're with the Bang Bang Scissor Gang right. now. We're back yeah. together. We, we put that in our past. Um, but I think, honestly, that was the first match, too, before All Out that kind of really pushed people towards us. Yep. Um, and the first time, like, we had, like, a really big featured uh, storyline that was made by us. You yeah. know what I mean? It's us and the guns. Like, we cre we created this entire positive atmosphere. And we get this match on Dynamite. Um, our match against FTR was fantastic. Sure. And one that stands out, I actually talked about it three times today. Okay. <laughs> was against Sting. Um, oh, of course. Of course. And that was a special night because I got into wrestling because of Sting. I saw him in commercials. Uh, yep. It was him versus Hulk Hogan, Starcade 97. Yep. And that's what really drew me into wrestling. So, um, life coming full circle. Yep. On my uh, wrestling anniversary in the same city in Washington, D.C., um, we wrestled Sting and main evented Dynamite against them. And it was just. It was electric. It was so much fun. So you grew up watching Sting, but also at the same time, you're working with somebody that I'm sure you also watched growing up with Billy Gunn, obviously. Yes. What is it like to be like, you're watching that person on TV. You admire what they do. It's like, this is what I want to do. Now you're backstage. You're with this guy. You're working with him in the ring. Like, that is just going to be such a full circle moment for you. It's insane. Billy was my fig <laughs> my, uh, my figure-fed champion at one point. <laughs> and now he's my dad. <laughs> Amazing how that worked out. <laughs> Isn't that crazy how life works? Yeah. Um, yeah, but now he's he's my wrestling dad and, um, you know, a go-to figure of important uh, uh, advice. Yep. Uh, he's a wrestling encyclopedia. I call him a beacon of light because, yep. you know, he's guided us in, you know, such a positive upward trending pro sure. uh, projection. Uh, he's fun to be around. Uh, he's fun to talk with. Yep. Uh, I love laughing when he gets angry, yeah, which yeah, probably yeah, makes yeah. him even more angry. Sure, sure. <laughs> but, well, you know, I'm, I'm his kid, you know. I have yeah. to. Uh, give my parents I'm and you sure. know and he'll he'll give you a little and then you give him a little back yeah. it's, it's a good healthy relationship yes that we good have banter here. we have without a doubt um you're obviously a big sports guy yes uh i know that you are a big mlb guy mm -hmm. once upon a time you actually worked at mlb network as, yes i did uh, in the production room correct yes um i did a lot with mlb network over the past three years i'd go on there we talk like betting and stuff with robert flores who i've seen you on roflo yeah yes. roflo love that guy um you're a giants fan huge how are you feeling about the upcoming season now that the Dodgers have just completely suffocated the whole league? Diamondbacks are improving, young team. Yes. And really all the Giants have done so far, traded for Robbie Ray, signed Jordan Hicks. It's been a pretty quiet offseason. So I'm unlike most fans. I stick with my team no matter what. There you go. Dave, we'd love to hear that. you got to stick with your team. I support the San Francisco Giants no matter what. So I'm excited for baseball season to start. Yep. Even in our most abysmal years, I was excited to watch <laughs> Giants baseball. Because yep. I've been through it all. I've been a fan of since course. I was 2000 uh, when JT Snow hit that home run against uh, off of Armando Benitez. Yep. Um, and then Barry went off and hit the the 73 home runs in 2000 I was of like course. this team is awesome and we, <laughs> we suffered the heartbreak in, in 2002 but then uh, right up to the dynasty in 2010 2012 yep. 2014 um, all special moments in my life that I got to share with my dad we used to go see the Giants and Barry every single year at a different stadium yeah. all the time in Philadelphia uh, I just have so many memories with the team that I just cherish every time I get to see them that is so rare to hear now because like I'm from a well, from Boston, mm -hmm. everybody's jumping off the Patriots bandwagon because they're absolutely horrific now. Nobody <laughs> wants anything to do with that team. You know, Bel no you, Belichick, no Brady. No Belichick, no Brady. Cam Newton came and went. Yeah. You are the definition of a true fan who is there between thick and thin. That's right. You are a model citizen when it comes to being That's a right. fan there. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a model citizen right there. But truly, I'm going to give a hand for myself. <laughs> Let's go, man. Come on. But truly, how do you feel like this team is going to perform? Do you have high expectations? Because So we're obviously a gambling company, DraftKings Sportsbook. Sure. The win total for them for the year is set at 81 and a half. So mm -hmm. basically saying this is going to be at or just slightly above a 500 team. Do you think that's reasonable? Put all of your money on the Giants. We just heard All it right in. here. We just heard it right here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, I think the history of San Francisco sport, or Giants, um, in their history, a lot of our teams were the underdog teams. Sure. We had a lot of scrappy guys that came in, like the Freddie Sanchez's of the world, the back end of the career, oh, Pat Burles, uh, that that came in and really helped the Giants. You know, with clutch hits. Yeah. The Travis Isikawa, you know, walk oh off my home God, run. I haven't heard that name before. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, so I think 
We're, we're here to compete. Even yeah. when we won the 104 games the other year, like no sure. one thought that was going to be a thing. Uh, we're always the underdog team, especially against the big bad uh, Los Angeles Dodgers yep. this year. I'm excited to, you know, get was, a couple sweeps under. Was that in 2002 when they won that many games or 2000, uh, 2022 when that happened, when they won those hundred something games? Was it 2021? It's fairly recent. Yes, yeah, because so I remember because that's when I was on MLB Network all the time. And I kept saying, no, nah, the Giants are going to come, you know, they're going to get back to normal. This is they're playing over their heads. They're playing over their heads, and then it was getting to like July and August, and I'm like, ah, this is just them. (laughs) I can't keep saying this anymore. They've been been so incredibly good here. Um, Other than Barry Bonds, who's been your favorite Giants player in your your Uh, When I was a kid, it was Barry Bonds and JT Snell. Okay. Because, you know, JT Snell was the first first moment. Um, So it was those two guys. I used to love Rich Aurelia, too. And then as time went on, I was a big Tim Lincecum fan. Um, Oh, sure. I was at the stadium for Matt Cain's first ever, uh, his debut in the Major League, so I always supported Matty. Um, who else? I love Brandon Bell. I'm sad that he left. I know right. some people. I think he's with Toronto still. Yes, right? he's yes, with Toronto. Right. Yep. Uh, I, I mean, really, everybody. Sure. <laughs> I love them all. Crawford. It's just a likable team. Yeah. Can we do it? Would you like to scissor? I would live to right it. now. We got to do it, baby. Let's all right, do here it. We go. Oh, we got to warm up. Warm them up. You don't want to strain anything. Nope. Nope. Oh, scissor me, baby. Thank you so much, man. Thank you for having me. You got it. We'll be right back here on The Sweat. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.